Now, it's time for Scott Weinberg on the Law, featuring renowned attorney Scott Weinberg, along with guest experts and some of the best attorneys in the country, sharing what you need to know to protect your legal rights. Scott Weinberg on the Law is produced by CBS Radio and TalkZone.com. Now, here's your host, Scott Weinberg. Good morning, America. Wake up and smell the coffee burning along with your rights. Happy Easter. This Sunday, this is your host, Attorney Scott Weinberg. And I'm here every Sunday morning to wake you up to what your rights are here locally on CBS Radio. So call if you want to be a part of the show and get your uh, get your ideas heard at 1-800-7100-LAW. That's 1-800-7100-529 to start protecting you and your family. If you want to just listen, that's okay, that's great, or just call and get my advice on how you can protect yourselves properly under the law. Don't take things into your own hands. Use the advice of a of an attorney that we've been here for over 20 years trying to protect people uh, here in Michigan and Illinois, trying to protect them not only uh, when I used to be a prosecutor, but now as a criminal defense attorney. And we'll discuss these and a whole range of topics on the law that affect your everyday living this this beautiful Easter Sunday. It's gorgeous outside. We'll discuss the current legal issues in the news this week and have some uh, interesting uh, guests, I hope, on this uh, show today. If we have time, we'll take your calls regarding any of the things that, well, any things that you find interesting or confusing or just downright wrong with the attempts to take our freedom. The... Uh, the first thing in the news, I, while people don't realize what the implications and what the long-term effects of having a president uh, have, one of the major things that a U.S. president can have on this country, <coughs> excuse me, is having to be able to replace a Supreme Court justice. And in the news, it is one of the most important things going on in this country is that Justice Paul's Stevens uh, is thinking of a retiring Supreme Court justice uh, is put in the AP News. John Paul Stevens said he'll surely retire while President Obama is still in office, given the opportunity to maintain this high court's ideological balance. The news says that uh, Stevens will consider retiring perhaps later this year. And Justice Paul Stevens, one of the most important things about what he is, is he's one of the leaders of the court's liberal wing. But he's 90 years old, 90 years old. He's been on that court for a long time. And what he does is he's had a lot of influence on how we're going to protect, how we've protected our rights in the past and how potentially uh, President Obama's new appointee, whoever he is, uh, will protect us. Justice uh, Stevens' departure give Obama's second nomination. Of course, we know the first one was the first Hispanic. The second nomination to uh, enable him to assure that we'll continue at least four liberal-leaning justices. Because now what we do is we have a five-to-four majority in many cases in this court. And Justice Anthony uh, Kennedy, he's usually uh, one of the ones that uh, makes the uh, the deciding vote. But Justice Stevens says he'll surely do it while uh, Obama's president. So, you know, that's going to be uh, most likely at least in the next uh, couple of years, but I imagine uh, sometime this year. He was named by President Ford 
um, who of course was a Republican. And you know, you just never know. These presidents will nominate justices and they really never know what kind of decisions, what kind of, even if they might be leaning liberal or might be leaning conservative, you never know how they're going to turn out. And the Warren and the Burger Court were just clear examples of that, where the president didn't know what was going to happen, and he uh, either was surprised or, quite frankly, in their dreams, happy what uh, what ended up happening with it. Another liberal uh, justice, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she had surgery um, for cancer, and, you know, when you have that, too, she's almost 80, she's in her late 70s, 77, and she'll probably retire over the next, I imagine, couple of years. So we might have a switch on the court that uh, is really a president's legacy to what uh, to what goes on with this with these um, uh, president with the Supreme Court. I can tell you right now, one of the main things that can ever happen with the president is that he makes good, clear choices. He doesn't rush to any decisions, and that they have basically the type of tenant, the type of court that they want, although in the end, they really never know. It's always a crapshoot. Other than the news, this week, as we all know, Ann Arbor, Go Blue, has a, uh, had their hash bash this week, and if uh, you're as old as I am, you remember when uh, it was going on also in the early 80s, several thousand uh, marijuana proponents turned out for the 39th annual hash bash. Can you believe it's going on 39 years? Oh, my goodness. 39 years at the University of Michigan campus. The pro-marijuana legalization rally was held Saturday, and let me tell you, it was gorgeous out there. The Detroit Free Press reports that many in the crowd held medical marijuana registration cards, and we're going to get to that this morning because that, quite frankly, is one of the most important changes in the law in this state over the last couple of years, that they receive these cards when uh, and ask how many, basically the MC, screaming in the court, yelled, how many are patients of the medical marijuana law? And, of course, hundreds of them raised their hands in uh, in clear glee that they've been uh, awarded these uh, medical marijuana licenses. Michigan voters approved the medical use of marijuana back, uh, not really two years ago, November of 2008. And we're going to have uh, one of the... Uh, leaders and attorneys for the ACLU coming on talking about what exactly that means. University of Michigan public spokesman Diana Brown stated that their estimated 5,000 people turned out for the rally. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of munchies. 5,000 people turned out. The weather was sunny in the 60s. Now the police, and this is one of the things that if you know Ann Arbor, you know that, boy, sometimes there are they do not want to prosecute anybody carrying anything involving marijuana. Other times, they're out in droves. Police said that they made nine arrests for marijuana possession, one for marijuana, heroin, and ecstasy. And that's really one of the things we're going to talk about this morning, too, is what are the reasons why, especially in this state, marijuana either should be legal, shouldn't be legal, what's going on with the marijuana law? And is it really, it, which is one of the, the reasons why the detractors of the law, or at least the proponents to get rid of the law, that never wanted the law, that they argue that it leads to other types of drug use. And here that someone was arrested not just for marijuana, but for heroin and ecstasy, which, of course, the heroin ecstasy has nothing to do with the underlying law itself. It's irresponsible people 
trying to take advantage of a situation. And quite frankly, in this situation, looks like they got caught. They say that the police also issued four citations for illegal sale of marijuana. And we'll go through a little about how this new law really doesn't allow for the sale under the speci- under then specific ways to sell it as a caregiver. And in this, uh, in this state, one of the main ways that police have tried to, and our government officials and prosecutors have tried to thwart the proper use of this law is by trying to bust individuals that aren't doing it properly under the law. And the statute uh, that basically was passed by overwhelming majority uh, a couple of years ago, two years ago. One of the uh, one of the main things that we have to talk about this morning is what, especially when you get to marijuana, is it really a moral law? Is it really something that, well, is it a good law? And what is a good law? One of the things that works for most people in our state, in any state, but definitely in the state of Michigan, is when something is voted in, can we say simply because it was voted, is it a good law? Well, as a lawyer, I can tell you that one of the things that we try to make clear with judges is that if a law is clear, if it's easy to follow, if it's enforceable, and if it's consistent with our state and country's constitution, that can make it a good law. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to agree with it. It doesn't mean that we all feel that it's just and right. It means that because we have a population that votes it in through our elected officials, or we vote it at, at the ballot box, we want it to be clear and we want it to reflect our society's, at least today's society's values. So when this law was passed in 2008, some of the, uh, some of the reasons why they, they wanted it is really clear on what did the populace at the time in 2008 feel that we were, why did we feel that we were prohibiting the use of marijuana in a state? And one of the major things that we needed to do was to answer the question, should it always be illegal or should it be illegal even when there are potentially medical reasons to use marijuana? And one of the things that uh, that we're going to go through this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to talk with the uh, staff attorney for the ACLU and We'll go through some of the reasons why I think that it's uh, possible for us to consider, is it right for us to have this law in this state? Is it being followed by the prosecutors and um, and by the uh, government officials? Or are they really just using it as an excuse for people that are trying to follow the law to bust them? So we're going to go through that, and we'll take your questions at 1-800-7100-LAW. That's one 800 7100 Five two nine. We're going to take a break and then uh, and come right back. Thank you.
Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and try to keep your record clean? Then you need the attorneys from Weinberg Law at 1-800-7100-LAW. And if you call right now, they can qualify you for a payment plan designed just for you. That's right, an affordable top criminal law firm. Call 1-800-7100-LAW. Stay out of jail, keep your record clean, and qualify for payment plans. Call now, 1-800-710-0529. That's 1-800-7100-LAW. 